From somewhere in Northeast Indiana, Mike Davidson lives. And now your host of the podcast, Mike Davidson. Well, hell yes, Mr. Rob Rube, and thank you. Mike here, my wife Jenny with us. Hello, hello. Hello. Another uh, week of podcasting upon us, and uh, some good news on the home front. Logan, come up. Yeah, kind of. He's, uh, he's starting his steps, and uh, he's taking three or four at a time before falling on his butt, but he's been doing that this past week. And he's in the room with us right now trying to stand up on his own. It's pretty cool. Well, you fell on your butt going down the stairs. Yeah, holding him. That was last week. I've probably fallen down that uh, f- that that patch of stairs at least three flight. Four- flight. But there's a patch on that flight that I've probably fallen down at least three or four times since we've moved in this house. Like I guess it's I guess it's supposed to happen like once a year, and I did hold him when we when I when we fell. He was okay. My pride was a little wounded, but uh, but how are your testicles? They're fine. <laughs> They're fine. Uh, no, but uh, he's he's doing pretty well. But it, it's kind of fun to watch him do it because, especially when you're home, because he loves you. I mean, he loves all of us, but like he loves his mama. Yeah. And he's I, a mama's boy. Yeah. The, In the nicest way possible. Yeah. He, he, he probably took the most steps so far when you came home. Was it when you were home yesterday? You had because we're recording this Sunday evening, and he took like four steps and then fell right into your lap. <laughs> and he's looking out the window right now because, well, he's just he's a mobile boy, and I think that's uh, I think it's pretty cool considering that it took him a long time to start crawling. I mean, he's been catching up immensely here. Look, he hasn't been behind at all. Just a little bit. No, like, he hasn't. Compared to compared to his bigger sisters, which you can't do. Which you know, but but I'm going to here in this instance. Like Lana, I think was uh, the first really to stand up among the three, and then she took her first steps at ten months. He's doing about the same now. So it's it's pretty fun to watch that happen. Of course, you know that's just another skill he's going to use to further distance himself from his parents by the time he's 18. I realize that, but uh, right now he's enjoying being a baby. I'll uh, kick you out before I kick him out. <laughs> I'd have to do something pretty stupid this no, week. No, you don't have to. I don't have to? Nope. Nope? You're just going to be mean? Yeah. All right. Well, I'll tell you what's unfortunate, though. A couple of uh, big key deaths this past week. In fact, it was uh, yesterday, Saturday. Uh, was, no, it was Friday evening. Uh, it was announced that uh, John Clayton Professor... Uh, he got that nickname because he just pretty much knew everything about uh, inside info with the NFL for ESPN. Great field reporter. Uh, he passed away at the age of 67 due to a recent illness, uh, family said. Uh, but uh, a lot of people know him for his NFL stuff, but like he did a very famous This Is Sports Center ESPN commercial a few years ago where they showed him wrapping up a report, and then after it uh, got done, they cut to a scene in his bedroom where he takes... A ponytail holder off from behind him, and he has all this long hair. He takes off the shirt. He's got a Slayer shirt on and starts playing. It's raining blood going, Mom, I'm finished. <laughs> but what was cool about that is... Um, I kind of wish I knew who this guy was. Oh, yeah. yeah well, that's right, because you're, uh, you're not a football person, and thankfully you're not much of an ESPN person because John Clayton... And thankfully I'm, I'm not much of a person. You are a person. And John Clayton was like one of the few people... Uh, that made ESPN worth watching, but uh, th- because of that, he got to hang out with the guys from Slayer and interview them backstage uh, for one of their concerts, and uh, they got to talking, and they started talking about football, and one of the guys from the band liked the Raiders, one of the guys liked the 49ers, and I'm thinking ESPN missed a golden opportunity here. 
to have a segment where John Clayton would talk to random band members. From, and this could be from anyone from Slayer to, like, I don't know, Dexy's Midnight Runners, if they're still a thing, about their favorite football players, their favorite football teams, just kind of give them another dimension, you know. But alas, everything's political with ESPN, but uh, John Clayton definitely missed. And um, unfortunately, earlier this week, uh, Scott Hall passed away. Ah, Razor I know Ram- who this is. Yeah, yeah. Razor Ramon, the bad guy uh, in WWF back in the day, and then when he went to uh, WCW with Kevin Nash, NWO, uh, uh, he had complications from hip surgery, had three or so heart attacks afterward, and they had to pull life support. But uh, I think he was like uh, in his early 60s. But um, what makes it kind of bittersweet is that today, we're recording this Sunday evening, uh, March 20th, Today was the 28th anniversary of the infamous ladder match at WrestleMania 10 between him and Shawn Michaels. And a few years ago, uh, they had the 25th anniversary video commentary of said match where Scott and Shawn both sat down and talked about the match. It was kind of funny because uh, uh, Scott was talking about the two iconic photos that he would sign at, you know, fan meetings and all that. One of which, because like, it was for the Intercontinental title and both guys had a belt because of some backstage stuff. Sean didn't want to return the belt. No, Sean was a bit of a head case back in the day, even with his good friend Scott Hall. And so they had this big match, but uh, Scott was talking about uh, the two iconic photos would be him standing on top of the ladder with two belts, you know, to show that he won. But he talked about the one where Sean jumps off the ladder and does a frog splash on Scott Hall, and he had to sign that. Scott Hall had to sign that. He goes, you guys realize I won this match, <laughs> but it was it was one of those matches entertaining that, as heck. It is, yeah. And, and Shawn Michaels, I think that that was the match that kind of put him over as a performer. Yeah. Uh, but what really sucked about he the, didn't want to believe, but Shawn made you believe. Exactly. He, he was just an all around great performer, uh, probably mm. top five wrestler. But God bless you, Razor Ramon. Yes, but the, I tell you what, I tell you what really sucked about the end of that commentary was like when they talked about. Well, that does it for it. We'll talk, talk to you guys later. And Scott said, maybe we'll do this again in 25 years. And after I watched it, I was like, oh, Jesus. But uh, he passed away. And, you know, it's it's kind of a hard life to be a professional wrestler. Um, even, yeah, I saw him do it again. Well, he's walking as we're talking. But, uh, uh, but Which like, is great because uh, none of us can do both at the same time. No, that's why we're sitting down doing the podcast. But Scott Hall had problems with alcohol and uh, and painkillers, as a lot of pro wrestlers did. And Sean was able to get himself clean of that stuff. I'm not sure if Scott... I mean, Scott may have gotten himself clean of that stuff late in his life, but it still took a toll on his body, and he'll be uh, dearly missed. Now, one guy that uh, not really missed amongst most fan bases in the NFL would be Tom Brady. Did you hear he came back earlier this week? No. Yeah. He... He was, like, retired for a grand total of two weeks after saying, I want to spend time with my wife and kids. Now I'm back. I got some unfinished business. Is he business. in the doghouse or something? I don't know. He said he had some unfinished business, but I'm like, if you've won seven Super Bowls, you know, one with the Bucks and one with the Pats, or, or six with the Pats. I'm sorry, Patriots fans. Not really. He's going to win the Pro Bowl. He's got, <laughs> That's always been a dream come true for Tom Brady. Win that Pro Bowl. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, he says he's got unfinished business. But what sucks for one fan out there was, just as uh, the, before this was announced, you know how they had charity auctions with sports memorabilia? Mm-hmm. This dude bought a, the last touchdown throw Tom Brady ever threw for $519,000 
And then Tom Brady comes out of retirement. So basically, this guy, I mean, I'm sure it's going to be worth some money, but he basically, he basically ate cash on that. Oh, <laughs> it's funny, man. Sports is stupid. Well, it's stupid if you spend a lot of money on things. My thing is like this, you know, if I if I got an autograph picture from Peyton Manning, I'd hang it up in here, right? But that's if I met you him. You framed the newspaper when they won the Super Bowl. And I put did. it right next to our bed. Well, that was in the old apartment. Doesn't matter. You did it. I did it, but it, it's a great photo. The thing is, is like if I got a picture of Tom, or not Tom Brady, goddamn. Uh, if I got a mm-hmm. picture of Peyton Manning autographed, it would be because I met Peyton Manning, and I would keep that. I wouldn't spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on it. No. You know what I mean? You do the legwork yourself and save like 99%. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, hey, you went and saw Bruce Campbell. Yeah, I got well. I, yeah, I got Bruce Campbell's autograph on uh, the book he did years back. They're coming through, and I can't hold them back. Uh, that that was what was missing from No Way Home was yeah. the. But there's rumor that Bruce Campbell will appear in Doctor Strange too. So oh, we'll f see. yeah. Um. So that that's what's going on there. Um. How have you been with gas? Uh, I've been gassy. If that answers your question. Yeah, I've, I'm always gassy. Eating but my roughage. Yeah, uh, I know you are. But but uh, gas prices here in Fort Wayne have come down considerably. We're now only paying like what four ten a gallon. Well, at some gas stations, it's three ninety eight. Oh man, I know. Fancy. I was just like salivating at that price. Yeah, I saw. Uh, well, I think I'm doing pretty okay. I still try not to go out and yeah, you know, cruise or anything like that because a children and b gas. It's kind of yeah. It's kind of hard. It's kind of hard to go out and do things like spend money when it costs money to go and spend money. You know what I mean? Uh, one of the local television stations on their uh, on their websites asked, uh, are, will you be biking to work? I used to bike to work. That was in Kokomo, though. And that, yeah. You were, like maybe, you were maybe like, what, two miles away? Yeah. It took me 20 minutes to get to work. Yeah. Could you do that now? I'd probably be shot. Yeah, because uh, you work downtown. And uh, as it seems like right now, I, I it's probably 20, 25 minutes to work every day. I would probably have to leave work about three hours earlier just to make it in on time, <laughs> given what uh, what that's going through. And there's and look, they have all these suggestions about how you can cut back with gas and everything. Like you could carpool with your coworkers, and you know I like my coworkers, but I also like my privacy. So you don't like your coworkers. I like my, I like most of my coworkers. Uh, <laughs> we got to just discuss this off, uh, yeah, off the record. Yeah, um, yeah. But uh, you're you're a likable guy. I'm but. a likable guy, and I like people who come to work sober. There you oh, go. Yeah. So I like my coworkers that are sober and work hard. Um, and also I despise public transportation because I remember in Muncie when I used to sell plasma for beer money at Ball State, uh, because that's just a smart thing, uh, I would ride MIT, which is the Muncie transportation. Like that's the bus service down in Muncie. And it was not a very, you didn't see a lot of happy consumers on the bus. You know, because you're taking the bus, you're pretty much going along a route that's predetermined. You can't, you cannot customize a route when you're on a bus. So there's that. Um, but it, but this is just you know an example, a, a good economic example. As you know, as a former radio broadcaster, I know everything. Of when you put a uh, an uh, an unlimited demand on a limited resource like oil. I was just thinking the first time I was on a bus was in Chicago. 
oh my god really mm-hmm. what was that like it was it was fine i mean i was excited but at the okay. same time um we stopped too soon and we had to walk so much further oh yeah and were you in a nice part of town it's a, it a magnificent mile. Okay, so you're in, you're in the uh, the uh, the touristy part yes. of Chicago. Okay, it wasn't like Southside Chicago. Mm-mm. I have a story about the Southside Chicago. I can yeah, talk I know. Later. Yeah, um, but like w- when there's a limited resource and there's a, a a huge demand on it, the price goes up because of that, right? I mean, with with oil and the fact that we uh, just said adios to the Russians, which I wouldn't mind if we were more energy independent. Um, that does hurt people. Mm-hmm. And one thing that a lot of people don't realize, aside from the fact that uh, oil lubricates the engine, it produces, you can make gasoline out of oil, that which fuels said engine, is we use oil for other things. Like oil is used in makeups. Oil is used in plastics, like containers and stuff. Like oil is used practically in almost everything. So, wouldn't that p- increase the price on things that we use? What, you mean besides inflation? Inside, inside, aside from that, yeah. So, like, if we were more energy independent, and look, again, oil is a limited resource. I get that. And we want to kind of find other ways to make ourselves mobile. But just saying, hey, we got to stop using oil now, therefore things will work, just seems like a really bad plan B. Like, things have to happen naturally, you know, without... Um, to borrow a term, mandates. Now, like I've said, I, I don't mind not doing business with Russia if we ourselves were smarter about things. Because, uh, you know, Putin's kind of a KGB thug. He's always been that way, and I've never really trusted him. Not that anybody has asked my opinion on anything regarding that. But I, I just, you know, do you feel sometimes we're doing the wrong things when it comes to Russia? Yeah. Okay. Like, what, what uh, strikes you? I think that we should be bold enough to do something, you know, like, be, you know, we, we're giving humanitarian aid, which is to fine. to the Ukraine, right? To the Ukraine. Well, it's not the Ukraine, just Ukraine. Ukraine. Where did that come from, the Ukraine? I don't know. It's, it's probably... like the Myers, the Aldi, the Ohio State. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. The Ball State. The Ball State University, the Fighting Cardinals. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but um, I think this may get political. Um. I don't think we have the right leader for this time. Right. You know how James Gordon was like a wartime commissioner? For, for, we need a wartime commissioner. Right, you right. Know. Wartime consigliere, yeah. Yeah. To borrow a Godfather name. We're referencing Batman So we need Godfather. Robert Duvall. We need Robert Duvall's president. God, yeah. I would vote for him. Fuck, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I almost said fuck straight. Yeah, yeah, because you can't say straight on a, on a podcast. Yeah, that's uh, that's the regulation. No, um... Like, like uh, I, I do get, you know, the Ukrainian people are suffering, but, like, I think anybody with a Russian name, it's kind of like, you know, when we were at war with Japan. Mr. Baikovsky's in this book. He's from Russia. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're holding oh, up yeah. October Sky. October Sky by Homer uh, Hickam. Which is a great movie and a great book. Oh, that's yeah. my favorite. Like, one of them. Um, and, and I'll reference Ooh. it here in a bit. Yeah, I need to redo my favorites list. Okay. okay. So, like, with the Ukrainian people getting shellacked by the Russians. Yeah, you feel bad for them. But I also feel bad for Russians that are getting smeared because of Putin. 
Mm-hmm. All right. Guilty by association, kinda. Like if you kind guilty by citizenship. Exactly. So like if you tilt your head, spin around five times, and squint, you're like, oh yeah, that guy's in league with Putin. It's kind of like you know when uh, Japan b- bombed Pearl Harbor. Uh-huh. Yeah. And we were like, well, you know, uh, Japan bombed us, so let's put all of our Japanese American citizens on the west coast in internment camps. That was that was kind of a bad thing, right? That was terrible. It was. It was. Um, but, like, you know, you hear about, uh, you know, the Russian Tea Room, which is a r- famous restaurant in New York, having declining uh, patronage because it's the Russian Tea Room. And I heard that there was some opera singer that uh, had her, um, uh, and again, I'm not very well versed in opera, I'm sorry. <laughs> but basically, her run in New York cut short because, well, she was Russian. Um, what if Harvey Dent was the Kate <laughs> Crusade? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but also, uh, I saw this the other day, I, and I forget the name of the space organization, but Yuri, what, what's his name? The first, Gregarin. Gregarin. Yuri Gregarin, the first cosmonaut, the first man ever to orbit, uh, orbit, orbit the, uh, the <laughs> earth, and he was sitting in a turlet. Uh, Yuri Gregarin. <laughs> Taking like, a Yuri. Yeah. Yeah, you, you, you hate the fact that he was doing it for the, uh, the commies back in the day, but he was the first man to do it, which takes, you know. Chutzpah. Yes, balls, onions, as uh, some commentators would say. Uh, you know, it takes some bravery. Well, now, because of Putin, this space organization uh, is not recognizing his name anymore. Like, his, his record has been scrubbed from this little space club, and I forget the name of the club. But I'm just thinking, what the hell does a guy who's been dead for 54 years it, have to do with... It's not the National Aeronautics, is it? No, I don't think so. But uh, but it is like a space organization. And I, I bet got, your dad would know. Yeah, it is linked up on the Mike Davidson Facebook page. <clears throat> okay, well, about the but, internet would know. But he's been dead for 54 years. And he's his... telling you he's 173 <laughs> years old, and he's dead. And he's dead. And, like, he died in the late 60s, and I, and I want to say it was like a helicopter crash or something. And, of course, since it was in the Soviet Union, a little suspect. Hmm. Okay, because, like, they had a, pro- a, a thing. We're kind of memory-holing people, much like Stalin did with some of his guys back in the 30s here. Hmm. That's what I find kind of weird. Hmm. And I remember back in the 80s, we made a big deal. Like, I know Reagan was like, you know, capitalism reaching Russians would help break that Soviet wall. And then you had, like, even more liberal-leaning entertainers, like rock musicians, talking about, yeah, we went to the Soviet Union for this big metal festival. And it was just neat to see all these people out there, you know, rocking out to us. And I know that's a really shitty Lars Ulrich I'm doing there. But, like, that that was kind of the thing. is you, you do. Out- so are you saying this was Metallica? Yeah. Well, one of the bands, yeah. So, they did go out there. You know, you reach through pop culture. You reach out through stuff to, you know, co- communicate, hey, we're not so bad. You reach out through dick pics. Yeah, that's Brett Favre, yeah. <laughs> Possibly Bill Clinton. Um, but, no, uh, we're now refusing to do business with Russia. In, in some companies are refusing to do business. Like, McDonald's is, like, the bigger one. They're like, well... You know, because of what you guys are doing to Ukraine, we're going to cease operation in Russia. And that's kind of a big thing because that is a big market for McDonald's. But I'm thinking Putin, who may or may not be worth $70 billion with B dollars. That's hard. It's never been confirmed, but a lot of people suspect that Putin, because of his government stuff, is a billionaire several times over. Doubtful this dude is like Trump and eats junk food. Very doubtful. People are losing their crap, though, because apparently Burger King is still in operation over in Russia. You know who's But real- they charge for cheese. I know. Well, 
This gets even more interesting. You know who's really upset that Burger King is doing business in Burger in Russia? Burger King. Because they had some weird agreement with some franchiser over there mm-hmm. and some legal mumble jumbo and they're like, "Hey, look, we don't want to do business over there. Please stop doing business with Russians." And the Russian guy who's running Burger King is saying, "Nyet." He's basically just saying, "You know, screw you guys. I want to make money." So it's it's kind of weird to see that going on right now. Mm. But it's just like we're, what a guy. Yeah, I know. Or a girl. Or a girl, whatever. But like the the thing is, is now we're kind of taking the opposite approach when it comes to Russia. And I'm just thinking, if we alienate Russia, maybe it pushes more Russians toward Putin, and more mm. bad things happen. I don't know. I'm spitballing here, but it just seems like we're doing the opposite of what we did back in the 80s. And I just don't like that approach. I don't like the fact that Putin's invading Ukraine either. Ukraine. Did I say the Ukraine again? Oh, you it's did a, fine. You said the Ukraine earlier, okay. but you're fine. But it, it's, it does irritate me that we're canceling people still. You know, because of various things. I, I just think that the U.S. needs to do a little bit more and be a little bit more bold. Mm-hmm. As is our heritage. Mm-hmm. Because we don't like being told what to do, Americans. I mean, no. Like conservative Americans, our don't, kids don't like being told what to do. I know conservative Americans don't like it when liberal Americans tell them what to do. Liberal Americans don't like it when conservative Americans tell them what to do. Americans just have that weird independent streak about them mm-hmm. overall. Yeah. You know, and I and I uh, and I think you know if we were to uh, ex- exude that independence more. You know, I, I don't know. I don't want to be. I don't want to get into nation building again because that was kind of a mistake with Afghanistan and Iraq. You know, and, and and Ukraine. I have no idea what their government's like. I don't know if Zelensky's a good, good guy or not. He was a comedian. He was a comedian. I don't know if he was a good comedian or not. I know Putin's a bad guy, but as far as any politician goes, you have to be a little suspect. But you know, I just mm-hmm. we have to be. We have to take the reins because you don't want Russia or China to do it. Mm-mm. Now, speaking of taking the reins, uh, is there a more hands-on superhero, comic book-wise, than Batman? I mean, he is... Hands-on. Well, I mean, he goes out and beats cr- the crap out of bad guys, right? Oh, okay. Well, and, and you and you liked the Batman when oh, we went yeah. saw that. I did. Do you know that uh, now people are having a problem with uh, his intro scene in that movie? Huh? Okay. Um, because of... Well, okay, in big bigger cities, there have been some Asian crimes, and some people would call them Asian oh, hate crimes. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I see. Okay. Well, he was protecting him. Well, yeah, and I'll, I'll break this down in a second, but like, uh, you know, and then with COVID, people are like, well, the Asian hate is being flamed. And then so in this scene in the Batman where this gang is going to beat this guy on a, on, on a subway platform train or platform. L train. Yeah. Uh, guy was Asian American, and they were about to beat the crap out of him. And then Batman does that dark, long, slow <coughs> spaghetti western walk of his. I think they overdid that. Yeah, it was, it was. I mean, little... once in a while is fine. Like right. his introduction, be like. Yeah, but it's... they they got the sound effect down. You know, they're like looking in the shadows. Yeah. he's like, I'm not there, but yeah, I'm here. Right. It's almost like yeah, but like he beats the crap out of the criminals. And then the the you know the the Asian American would be victim or victim it was like please don't hurt me to Batman and Batman doesn't say anything walks off and people are like well you know that was kind of cold and they were wondering and so this one commentator and I do have it linked up on the Mike Davidson Facebook page was uh, talking about how 
you know, that this could have been done better. But it was almost like this commentator was ignoring the next two hours and 40 minutes of this movie mm-hmm. in which there were, it was like Return of the King, you know, there was like three or four endings, right? Um, <laughs> well, he's a dark knight. He's a dark knight. And knight. there's <laughs> and there is character development with said dark knight because at the end of the movie when they're in the stadium and these guys, these vigilantes that were inspired by Riddler were apparently also inspired by Batman saying, we're like you, we're like vengeance. Then he's like, Oh, maybe I need to be more than just this guy that goes beating the crap out of villains. Maybe I need to be Thumb more drive. Yeah, I'm like, huh. oh yeah, that. I but, love that. But one. but you need but Batman kind of has like that you know Christian Bale thing with the Dark Knight you know and, and Batman Begins where it's like okay I have to be more more than just you know I have to be an pissed idea. off. You have to be an idea. I have to be a leader. Nah, man, I don't like this night. Yeah, and you kind of see that a little bit, and I'm hoping that he smiles in the sequel, but like. I don't hey, really... Hey, you know what? Maybe his evolution will be more like Lana Del Rey. She never used to smile. Now she smiles a little bit. Okay. So, <laughs> so, so like, Robert music... Pattinson is, like, the Lana Del Rey of Batman. Yes. Music to watch boys, too. She smiled for the first time. I'm like, oh, what a okay. relief. He's not going to do any sexy videos like her, is he? Maybe he already has. Maybe, <laughs> maybe there are things that we don't know about Robert Pattinson. But uh, I, I don't think it was racist. I just think that was kind of that was the point. Like, he was so cold and distant at the beginning of the movie. And then you see a little bit like, okay, it's dawning on him. That at dawn. Of, yeah, like at dawn, yeah. So there's that. Now, uh, I know you didn't do your homework. So no, I, I'm busy. You're busy. I'm busy, too. I do things. Are we almost done? Almost. Okay, there's five, five or six more minutes here. Give me... <laughs> Uh, but we're talking about you know billionaire Bruce Wayne going you know fictitious Bruce Wayne going out and beating the crap out of criminals and being cold and then warming up. Let's talk about rich rock stars again because we we're talking about this uh, this cheap shot I took at uh, Fred Durst last week and it turns out he's worth like what twenty million dollars. Oh yeah, that's it's amazing considering that you really haven't heard much from Limp Bizkit mm-hmm. uh, for a while even though they're doing a summer tour this year. Someone uh, at work said, you're a Limp biscuit. I'm like, dude, you should not say that. Ugh, no. Um, no, 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 no. But, uh, but it got me thinking because I was looking up the random uh, values and net worths of rock stars. And, like, you know, Paul McCartney is probably the richest rock star on the planet. $1.2 billion is his net worth, which is incredible. And then Bob Dylan and Mick Jagger, you know, they're like $500 million. But, you know, for as much shit as Chad Kroger from Nickelback gets... The dude's worth $80 million, and he's worth more than Sully from Godsmack. He's worth more than Jacoby from uh, Papa Roach. Uh, he's even worth more than that one lame from Imagine Dragons. Like, $80 million is a pretty nice chunk of change, considering that this is the worst band in the world, Nickelback, right? So it got me thinking, what bands are worse than Nickelback, in my opinion? I kind of came up with a short list. Uh, and I alphabetized it because I didn't really want to take the time to think about, okay, are but these... Will later. Maybe. It really depends on how bored I get. One band I think is uh, worse than uh, Nickelback, even though there is a uh, connection to Guess Who, uh, the band, the Guess Who, and that's a great band. I never really cared for Bachman Turner Overdrive. I cannot stand taking care of business. Cannot. Just overplayed, overdone. <laughs> Another band I don't like, Coldplay. They're worse than Nickelback. I remember everybody making a big deal about Coldplay. I was like, oh, I'll buy one of their CDs. And I was bored to tears with Coldplay. Duran Duran, not a big 80s guy. 
Well, I mean, I am and I'm not. Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. Do you know the song Lucky Man? It is utter, slow dribble. It's garbage. It's worse than anything Nickelback's ever done. And I don't care if somebody's going to be like, well, you know, it's about GFK. I don't care. It's terrible. Because you're a uh, libertarian? Yeah, that's it. That must be it. No, I don't mind JFK. It's just, it, it's a terrible song, though. Uh, Fallout Boy. Like, okay, Sugar We're Going Down is good, but have yeah. you ever, Uma Thurman? Ugh. Like, they, they commandeer the riff from the Munsters, and it's just, they were the death like Uma! It just, it's a, a wall of noise. It's a wall of noise. It's worse than figured you out, okay? Uh, Five Finger Death Punch. I kind of feel bad for saying this because I have talked to some of the guys on the phone uh, for interviews with Five Finger Death Punch. Zoltan, uh, the, their guitarist, who is a very, very cool guy, in my opinion, but uh, uh, what's his face? The lead singer. He's just a total meathead, and like, when you hear... Well, didn't he, like, domestic he, violence? Yes, he did. That's why he's a dick. Yeah. But, like, Five Finger Death Punch is that metal band that, like, you know, when you try to explain something to people, like, no, no, rock music, metal, is, it's okay, it's cool, and they go... And then you turn on Five Finger Death Punch and they're trying to be all hard and you're just like, oh, shit. Like, it, like, like it's that. Like, Five Finger Death Punch is that stereotype band, you know? Hmm. Never cared for Good Charlotte. <laughs> that's like my first punk band. It's like, you know, you know, my first Sony my Fisher Price. That's Good Charlotte. Even though Joel Madden's worth, you told me, what, $40 million? Mm-hmm. How? Mm-hmm. Like, they made, like, one album, and, like, I guess he had sex with Ashley Simpson. That's how you, uh, that's how you get worth $40 million. He's good with calculation. He's good. Oh, yeah, he is. Uh, Green Day is Yeah, vast- I hate them. Green Day is vastly overrated. Yeah, I hate them so much. And I, I remember, uh, this was broken down, like, uh, you know when we were watching the 2000s, that See You Then thing? Oh, yeah. Where they were breaking down music. Ooh. And they were having Ooh, this. Ooh, I need to, yeah, thanks for bringing that up. I need to see if it's on demand. Okay. They were breaking down how lame Nickelback's lyrics was, but when they were talking about American idiot. Uh-huh. But the thing is, is Chad Kroger is worth $80 million. And yes, Green Day is successful. They're in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. But Billy Joe Armstrong is worth $75 million. So if you were to do net worth alone, and I guess, you know, music's subjective. But Chad would be better than Billy. It's, it's just amazing. There are more people that, I think there are more people that like Nickelback than there are Green Day. There are more memes of Chad Kroger than there are of What's-His-Face. Yeah. Uh, okay, Imagine Dragons. Basically, imagine uh, a rap rock band like Limp Biscuit. Rap rock with the DJ? Yeah, Limp Biscuit. Someone please tell this band what year it is. Yeah. Decade. Imagine, imagine Limp Biscuit having a baby with Matchbox 20. That's Imagine Dragons. <laughs> so, and, and again, yeah. I just, I don't get the appeal. Insane Clown Posse. You knew that was J- Juggalos. Magic everywhere up in this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Juggalos overall, the worst fan base for any rock band. I don't care who else you bring up, but like you remember that story? Uh, it was Boston. Well, I, and I talked about this on air back at the old place years back. That one what, got the snake pit. No, with uh, yeah, the snake pit. Where the dude who was a juggler was outside a radio sta- station holding an axe, and people called the cops on him. And oh. I was, and I, yeah, because he's holding a friggin' axe. And I talked about the story on air, saying, "Okay, that seems a bit extreme." And I had a juggler call in, and I'm like, and he's like trying to defend him, like, "So you, there's what's it? Is it okay for a guy to be outside a radio station holding an axe?" 
you know, this is a t-ball question. I'm not overthinking this at all. And the juggalo defending said juggalo goes, well, you know, it really depends on the situation. No, I, how did I not call the cops on this dude? Uh, so there's that. Uh, this is going to piss off some people. Kiss. And I'm not talking about the politics of Gene Sims. I don't care who he votes for. But uh, one story I was told, again, going back to the old place, back way before I started, this was relayed to me by Toledo, uh, when Kiss played in Fort Wayne years back at the Coliseum. Uh, somebody that worked at the old place, a salesperson. And, I, you know, and, and secretly I'm kind of glad it happened to a salesperson. Uh, they saw Gene Sims at the airport and tried to go up and talk to him. And he goes, hey, man, I saw the show last night. And before he could finish, he goes, so you were at the show last night? Yes. I already have your money. And he walked off. <laughs> All right. Uh, also on the list, Limp Biscuit, Because it's Limp Biscuit. Oh, come on. Uh, I don't know. I, I kind of like them. Here's, Rolling? Here's, okay, the thing with Limp it, it, it was weird, because I was looking at some other bad lists, bad rock band lists, and I was looking... Uh, uh, shoot me i looked at rolling stones and they go you know who else hates limp biscuit and fred durst was going off on the band like in this quote they sampled and what he was talking about was like a lot of people didn't get the irony of his and so like he said he saw people taking his music and abusing it even though he's talking about going off with the chainsaw and like i guess fred durst, that's why fred uh limp biscuit kind of went away for a while aside from the fact that rap rock kind of went away uh, Maroon 5, I'm probably going to have something thrown at me. Even though, on my phone, because of autocorrect, I apparently hate Marlin 5. Who the hell's Marlin 5? Motley Crue, because they're terrible. Um, I guess, uh, yeah, I know. Nikki Six got into a little tip. The kids are really quiet, so you know I'm scared about what they're doing. Yeah, I am too. Well, hurry up. But, but it, okay, just to make it short with Vince Neil. He's worth $50 million, and looking at how fat and disheveled he looks, I have a hard time thinking he's worth $50 million. <laughs> uh, spin Doctors, because it's Spin Doctors. Sticks, because ugh, the Renegade is basically a Bohemian Rhapsody ripoff. Super Tramp, the logical song, sucks. And 21 Pilots, because... <laughs> ugh, God, and they get played on rock stations. Look, I get Beasties, Beck, they're kind of off the beaten path. But they rule. Twenty one pilots is rule. Yeah, basically twenty one pilots is the Matchbox Twenty of Bex, and I don't know how I didn't put Matchbox Twenty on this list. I like Matchbox Twenty. Okay, I'm gonna have another thing thrown at me. Although, okay. Oh, fuck, man. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I've had a shitty night, and I don't like the Eagles. You get out of my camp. <laughs> All right, we're done quoting from Big Lebowski. Uh, that's it for this week. Those are the bands I dislike. And if you want to complain about it, as always, give the job to me. Until next week, you got to go check out our story. Make the shorter next You've time. you been oh. listening to Mike Davidson Live. Be sure to check him out on social media. Like him at Facebook.com backslash M. Davidson Live. Follow him on Twitter. Look for at Davidson Live.